Folks, what is going on? Arm and Hammer here. The following is an interview that I had with Justin Medeiros, CrossFit Games rookie in the 2020 CrossFit Games, who made it to the final five with really, really solid performances all around. Justin qualified for the 2020 CrossFit Games way back in November 2019 at Filthy 150, the first sanctional of the 2020 CrossFit Games season. So, it has been a long season for him. We talked a little bit about that process of dealing with, you know, knowing some events that he wanted to compete at and having all those things kind of fall through with the COVID-19 situation and then training through the uncertainty of the scheduling with the CrossFit Games. We talked a little bit about the actual competitive weekend itself for stage one and sort of what to expect going forward. Justin's a great, great guy. He's really, really got an interesting perspective on things. I mean, it's the type of thing that you hear, like, you know, just veterans talk about. Honestly, I mean, the idea of finding weaknesses and attacking them is is just a really interesting and refreshing take from a rookie at the CrossFit Games. Very excited to see him compete. And I think you guys are going to like him, too. So check it out, and I'll see you very, very soon. Take care. Justin, first of all, dude, congratulations. Thanks, Sam. I mean, Thank you making it to that final five and with the best hairdo of all time (laughs) for sure that's definitely something dude congratulations man yeah dude thanks yeah definitely uh pretty sure it's a shock to everyone as as much as it was to me so (laughs) i'm uh i was pumped about it though for sure yeah you're you're kind of one of the the sleepers in the field um you know you qualified out of a sanctional i think you're the only athlete that qualified out of a sanctional to make it to the top five um, in either division. If there's one more, it might, it, there might be one of the women, but I'm not hundred percent sure. But either way, I mean, you qualified way back in 2019 at the filthy 150. So I mean, we're talking like you qualified almost a year ago, almost 11, 10, 11 months ago at this point, you know, how, how does it feel to, be sort of like this underdog that came in and was like i'm gonna go ahead and just grab one of these spots everybody yeah man it was definitely crazy i mean i feel like just every time i've always wanted to like kind of get to the games that's always been my goal and there's always been that like one little thing that happens i'm just like come on like really but uh still every time just kind of get back after it and uh when the games came around i mean i was like i mean i have more time prepared than anybody else that's the way i kind of looked at it so uh we just kind of went after it and just gave every workout everything we had. And by the end of the weekend, I mean, it's pretty cool to see that top five. Hell yeah, man. So, you know, I think, I think let's, let's go ahead and go back to filthy One Fifty for a second, because even there competing, you weren't like a known entity. You weren't a guy that everybody had their eyes on. And it was only after the first like day or day and a half of competition that people were like, Oh, this guy doesn't seem to have any holes in his game. Like, He almost qualified last year. Uh, So as like a recap, you almost qualified 2019 CrossFit Games uh, and Granite Games was like your ticket. Like you were going for it and there was just this one small little hiccup that happened at the very end of the competition there with some sandbags, you know, and then enter the Filthy 150 and an event with sandbags that no one had ever tried before. This idea of like the sandbag throw over the shoulder and you murdered it. So you know, like you've, you've always competed as this underdog, man. Like t- tell me a little bit about, is that just kind of like the Justin Madero's thing? Are you always competing as an underdog or what? Man, I, I like that mentality of like being that underdog, that underdog for sure. But uh, kind of going back to Granite Games uh, about a month before that, uh, I got a new coach 
and uh, which is uh, Adam Meiker, which has just been mm-hmm. things have got real good since then. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, kind of just working with him, and that's the kind of like mindset we had. We're gonna identify a weakness and then just kind of hammer it. And uh, every competition, we kind of look at it as an opportunity to identify like a different weakness and. I think it's awesome when you get to have a weakness because then you know what to work on to get better. Like, yeah, like there's a concrete like line of just like, all right, that's where I got to get better. So uh, it's been pretty cool like that. So it's kind of every competition that's in my mindset. And then going into Ireland, I mean, I kind of told myself I'd do one competition just kind of like for fun. I mean, it didn't mean I was not going to go in like prepared and give it everything I had, but like I was kind of debating between Wadapalooza and uh, Fifth 150. I knew there was going to be a lot of, big names going in there and it wasn't if you're trying to like game a season on uh trying to win a sanctional I probably wouldn't have picked those two <laughs> uh like uh just off the top of the list but um I've never been out of the country so I was like be pretty fun like let's go do it for a sanctional of the year I, had a, I was signed up for a sanctional um every month so I was signed up for like six sanctionals that year I was just going to do one every month until I could punch my ticket and uh going to Ireland and punching my ticket on the first one was just a it was an awesome surprise. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I mean, that event was really cool. They had a lot of really interesting outdoor stuff. All the events kind of had a little bit of a twist compared to what you'd expect uh, an event like that would end up being. Like, I remember they had those touch and go rope climbs, which was really exciting to see. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because the world within which we were competing at Filthy 150, you know, the first sanctional of the 2020 season, the first full 2020 season, the first full game season with sanctionals, and that gets cut short. You know, you, you mentioned yourself, you had a bunch of events that you were lined up to do. And, you know, how many of those did you even get a chance to compete in before everything got shut down? Delta 150 was the only one. I mean, I was signed up for a bunch. And then, like, since I qualified, I was like, well, it's kind of no need to do, like, every single event. I don't want to, like, burn myself out. So I signed up for West Coast. And that was, like, a week out, it got canceled. So that was, like, heartbreaking. And then everyone knows kind of what happened after that, this every event just kept getting postponed or canceled and the games even got pushed back. So yeah, it's definitely been a wild. And you've, you've kind of kept your, kept your, uh, uh, you know, nose to the grindstone and, you know, sharpened your tools and gotten ready for, you know, whenever your opportunity was going to be to compete. What was that intervening, you know, 10 months like, I mean, there's the light at the end of the tunnel until you get to about February and then everything gets thrown into question, you know, so I imagine you probably had a really good idea of how you wanted to train, you know, you're trying to peak maybe for West Coast, you're trying to, you know, make sure that you're like sharp and ready for when the games roll around. But once that unknown hits, once that uncertainty becomes a day to day thing, like, how do you reevaluate your training? How do you set yourself up for success for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely hard. I mean, I've, I've heard talk to like a lot about this evolved. We've all kind of dealt with the same thing, but just kind of like that's the hand we were dealt. So it kind of just got to make the best of it. Just so many like ups and downs. Like you said, I was a week out from um, the West coast and honestly going into it, I was, uh, I had some things going on before that, that uh, kind of messed me up. And I had like eight weeks of just like awesome training, like going into it. And I was so pumped. I felt like I was like the fittest I've ever been. I'm like, dude, I'm so pumped to like go out there and just kind of see where I'm at. And then that getting canceled was definitely like, Hard. It took me a like, couple weeks to kind of like reset, but uh, and I told myself that if I ever made the CrossFit Games, I'm going to make like the most of that experience, and I want to like make sure when I go, like people knew I went, and when I kind of like go there and enjoy it, I kind of want to go up there and like 
just just make a name for myself. So kind of just like remembering that and knowing that the games are going to happen. And I had complete faith in that. Didn't know like when or, or how, but I just had a, that gut feeling that they're going to happen. I didn't want to like get caught up in what, what's been going on and just miss that opportunity. So I just kind of had that. And every time something got hard, I was just like, nope, like keep grinding. Like it, it's going to be worth it at the end. So that was just kind of what I try to focus on. Definitely wasn't easy, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine it, 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 you know, there's, there's been so many challenges this year. This, the, the year in general has been really tough for a lot of people. Obviously the, uh, uh, the difficulty for trying to schedule your life as an athlete is, is just an added stress on top of that, you know, not knowing when or how you're going to compete. So I can imagine by the time we got to, you know, games are postponed multiple times. And then finally, like last month, maybe four weeks ago, we got, all right, thumbs up, green light. It's two stages. The first one's online. You know, what, what's your, you know, what, what are you thinking at that point when you're like, okay, we finally have dates. We finally have, uh, you know, some general idea of how this is going to pan out. Like, you know, are you already ready and sort of ripping and ready to get after it? Or were you like, okay, time to, you know, tighten the screws and now's the time to put some finishing touches on or what? Yeah, man, I was, I definitely, it was, I was like ready to go. I mean, I wanted them to happen. And then, no, no, it was six weeks out. I'm like, oh, like we still got like six weeks of like hard training, but kind of like the frame of mind I had, I'm like, some of the athletes are just like, all right, now's my time to like kick up my training. I'm like, I've already been doing this for the past like two, three months. I was like, I'm ahead of the game. So now I just have six more weeks to prepare more than, than all, all these other guys. So that was kind of what I was going for that, that next six weeks. And in my head, I was like, you can't get that much fitter in, in, in like a month or six weeks. You just kind of like can fine tune your craft. So uh, I just kind of felt like I had a leg up on someone because I just kind of put my head down and grinded for when all this was like questionable and, and up in the air. And I just kind of used training as my way to like get away from all that. So uh, that six weeks leading up to the games is just like, kind of like, you start getting like the nerves again, because it just kind of felt like it was so far out there that like, it might never happen. And then finally having like a date, I was like, yes, like, I'm ready, like, let's go. So it was definitely really that six weeks leading up to the games was definitely some good training. Did you have, uh, did you have issues getting access to to gyms or do you have like a kitted out garage or, or where were you doing your training? Like what facility were you in mostly? Yeah, man, I've kind of been like all over. I, uh, I'm, I'm from California. I go to school in Boise and then, uh, my coach is from Washington. So like when the pandemic hit, I went home to California and then I trained in my friend's garage, like from like March when it started until, uh, May. And then when May hit, we were like, oh, we're like two, two months out from the game. So I drove up here um, where I'm at right now with my coach, like for like the two, two and a half months leading up to the games. And that kept getting pushed back. So I've been in Vancouver, Washington for the past four months now. Like, uh, and I'm, it's been pretty cool. I'm, out, I'm living with my coach uh, at his house. So I just kind of eat, sleep and breathe CrossFit right now, which is a uh, pretty awesome but um yeah it's just been uh pretty grateful washington opened up about like two three weeks after uh i got here and obviously there's been like a lot of restrictions but it's been really nice being able to train uh like at a at a facility kind of some athletes like didn't get to do that 
Yeah, that's one way of staying accountable when you know the first person you see every morning is your coach and the last person you see every night is your coach. It's just there's no there's no getting away from it. There's no getting away from it. Uh yeah. Before we hop into the games, because I really want to talk about what those two days were like and and how you sort of like prepped and went through that. Uh I've I've heard from Tommy Marquez that you are a wrestler like that that's your that was your sport uh you know that that was is your sport of choice I mean I don't know if you if you still compete in wrestling or not but you know a wrestler from central California and uh uh you know the way Tommy tells it is it's a tough breed it's a a, that's a tough breed out there so you know what 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 is that like you know what how how does that help you as a background because there have been some pretty good wrestlers coming into or pretty good crossfitters who had wrestling as their as their background yeah, man, I, I think wrestling and CrossFit kind of go like hand in hand. I've, I've been wrestling since like the fifth grade. I don't wrestle anymore. I, I stopped when I went into college. But uh, I started wrestling in fifth grade, and it just kind of like, I think kind of put me in that mindset of like, like kind of working hard and like staying true to the grind. I mean, wrestling is a pretty like individualistic sport, and kind of what you put into it is what you get out of it. And I think that's how uh, CrossFit is. It's, it's very humbling, and it's just you and one other guy like uh, out on the mat and like if you win or lose it means either that guy beat you or you beat that guy like it's pretty like plain and simple like it's just uh out there so I was not the best wrestler going I think like the first year I did I won like one match but uh to kind of like go in and see that like put in the work and then see like the results happen like uh, out on the mat was like was pretty sweet and I kind of like really like that and and I think the wrestling community is pretty pretty much like the CrossFit community like if you see a wrestler you're like oh dude like you wrestled like you just kind of like start like talking about it's like the same thing when you see a guy with CrossFit shoes out in the street you're like dude do you do CrossFit and uh he's got so much to talk about but uh yeah I was gonna um I wanted to wrestle in college or I was thinking about wrestling in college and uh I wasn't like super like good or anything I had like some like D2 and stuff uh schools that I could have went and wrestled for but I didn't want to pick a school for wrestling so I picked Boise State talked to the coach uh drove up there and like about a week before practice would start they cut the program so I was like I was like well I was like I guess uh I got a lot more time to cross it now so uh that was in like 2017 so kind of since then it's been a full-blown cross it I mean that that does you know, you, when you're already primed to be a collegiate athlete at that level, you're essentially training like a pro. I mean, you have all the time in the world to make sure that your like trainings on there, your recovery is on point. So it's interesting that like, you're already primed for that type of a, like a regiment, that type of a schedule. Um, and then, you know, the rug gets pulled out from under you when it comes to wrestling, but Hey, you know what? You have this, like, you have this exercise thing to fall back on. This like really competitive, fast exercising is just here for you. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely sweet. Uh, so, okay. So tell me a little bit now, uh, you know, we're, we get to, we get to the games week, you know, they've released some information. You've obviously, as one of the athletes been involved in, in, you know, calls with CrossFit, they're giving you some details here and there. Do any of those details, like, do, does it ever enter your mind as you're training? Do you think about that stuff? Like, oh, they asked if I have X, Y, or Z. I, I wonder what that's going to do. Like, they ask if you have dumbbells and you start doing a week's worth of, like, crazy dumbbell workouts. Or are you are you able to sort of get rid of all that noise, focus on the signal, and just keep moving ahead knowing, you know, I'll get tested and I'm just trying to prep for the best test I can? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I definitely try to like pay attention to as, as much as I can. I mean, if I want every little ounce of edge I can get over anyone else, 
so when they started announcing, they were asking, they gave us the equipment list and all this. We're like, well, this is what they could do with this equipment. So the next, I don't know how soon they released that. It might've been like a couple of weeks, but that couple of weeks just consisted of anything we could do with those movements. Like I was kind of like cut everything out. They said GHDs and I'm like, well, GHDs are going to be in it. So I'm going to do GHDs like every day. <laughs> I'm going to get really good at GHDs. <laughs> so um, that was kind of like what we uh, kind of had planned. We knew that there was going to be a handstand push-up wall. So just lots of handstand push-ups and uh, just kind of a lot of like basic CrossFit was uh, what we were in store for. We knew, there, we knew there was no dumbbells or kettlebells, which we thought were pretty odd. We knew they were going to use a rack where we're like, well, it's probably going to be a max lift of some sort. It's going to be front squat, back squat, overhead squat, strict press, uh, kind of like that. So we're just kind of like, well, we have a template of kind of what they're going to do. So let's just hammer out those things. So that's what the three weeks leading up to the games was like, was just getting prepared as we can. Just like when I found a weakness, it's just, well, I have something to, something to work on, so why not work on it? Yeah, the the – events then get announced you start sort of seeing it's only at that point it's the day before or two days before there's nothing left to do there's no way that you're gonna you know run through a mock weekend or you know even give any sort of real i mean maybe listen tell me if i'm wrong here but i can't imagine you're gonna give like a real like heavy shot at any of those events the day before or two days before uh the competition starts right so you kind of have to lean on what like visualization or you know kind of getting your head in the right space like do you go out and have a good time like do you go like watch a movie to like get your mind off it before <laughs> the competition starts or, or or how do you set yourself up for that yeah i mean they, they released the workouts and i uh, kind of prepared to do some of them if, if they released them i mean we got them on tuesday and the competition started friday and we kind of thought about like well if the open comes out on thursday night i normally do it on friday and on sunday and i normally or friday and monday I normally can do better. So if the workouts can come out and I can learn something from them, like why not? But when the workouts came out, they're pretty straightforward. I mean, it was just like Fran is just kind of like pound of the metal. I mean, one K row max front squat, like there wasn't too much to learn from them. So uh, when the first day came out, I think I did the first round of Fran. I was either going to do like three rounds of like seven, 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 or I was just going to do the first round of uh 21, 21. I figured out, I was like, oh, let's do 2121. So I did that unbroken, like felt good. And I was like, oh yeah, like I got this workout when it comes out. And dude, round two is a lot different than round one. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Definitely hit pretty hard. But uh, yeah, that, that was a nasty workout. Definitely uh, got the blood pumping for the first workout of the weekend. But um, yeah. What, what was it like competing with those blocks? I mean, did you, did you pay attention to, you know, the update show thing that they were doing? Were you kind of refreshing the leaderboard to see how you had done um, across each one? Or were you like completely blind? I know Fukowski is big on like, don't tell me what the leaderboard says. I'm just here to compete. And if I do well, I do well. If not, no big deal. I'll work on it later. Or are, are you in that camp or are you like, I'm on the leaderboard. I know where I'm at. Even though we're not competing at exactly the same time, you kind of have a little more fire in you to know that you're right on the edge or right there or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I was actually, I was on the, the West Coast uh, Pacific time. So I was the last block. So from the first block from nine to 12, they really scores at 12. So I was uh, kind of like right there to kind of see what happened. I remember after the first block was over, I like, well, we had kind of like a competition set up uh, in our gym, trying to like kind of get that competition style ready. So we had like curtains up and stuff. So I like walked up into the warm up area and I was like, 
I ain't going to go out there. I'm not going to look at that leaderboard. But everyone's huddled around the TV. So I like made my protein shake. I like kind of like peeked around the back. I was like, I was just so nervous, man. I was just like, I didn't want to look at the leaderboard and see like last place or something like that. I mean, I had no idea what I was going to see. So uh, uh, after that first workout, I, I saw a leaderboard and I was sitting a lot better than I thought I was going to, especially on the front squat. So um, after that, I kind of kind of sat around, looked at the leaderboard and uh, it was I was surprised, I think, after each block, which was, uh, which was pretty cool. At what point uh, during the weekend did you really start accepting the fact that, like, hey, man, like, I could do this. Like, I know that I was like, you know, because everyone, when you're, especially like the wrestling mindset, I feel like you have to have confidence going into a competition, right? You can't, can't step onto the mats and not have confidence because, your opponent's going to smell that and just take advantage of it every moment of every second. And so in the situation like this, when you're competing and you've done the work, there's got to be some confidence that like, you know what, if I do my best, I know that I can compete with the best in the world, but there's got to be a moment where, you know, you look at that leaderboard one last time and you're like, man, like I could actually lock this up. Was there a moment like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely get my confidence like from my preparation. I know if I have good preparation and, and, and I'm ready, like I know I'm going to be able to compete like with the best, just like you said. So um, going into each workout, it was just like, I'm prepared as I could be for this. I might be like a per se like weakness, but I know I've done everything I can to improve on that weakness. Like I, I knew rowing was a big weakness for me if, if, in my open scores. Every workout with rowing, I'm not sitting at the top. So uh, but I've done so much rowing work since. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen on the leaderboard, but I know like I'm the most prepared I can be right now for this event. And that was my, like my mindset going to each workout. And then going into the final workout, I was sitting in, I think third. And I was like, well, this kind of could happen. I mean, if I like, <laughs> if I can do good in this workout, like it, it, it could, uh, it could actually happen getting that top five spot. So I kind of try to push that out of my head and just focus on this workout because thinking about that is not going to help you do better or worse in this workout. So um, just having that like in my head, just I'm going to finish this workout knowing I couldn't have gone any faster. And whatever leaderboard says after that, I mean, it, it doesn't matter to me. So were there, were there any of the workouts that struck you as like a, an oh no moment or, or were there any of the workouts that you were like, man, I am going to murder everybody at this yeah, so the whole first day honestly made me really nervous. I mean, I wouldn't say like the oh no moment, but definitely um, some movements I've struggled with in the past. Uh, uh, Fran thrusters and pull-ups is, is always supposed to be like a 0.5 in the open, like 17.5, 18.5. It's always thrusters and pull-ups, and uh, I've always struggled with those. So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to hold up in that workout. And then I've never thought of myself to be a strong athlete. So the front squat, I was like, that's going to be a toss-up. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, yeah toss up. Okay. Okay. Dude, I got a 30 pound PR on my front squat. That's like, crazy. I, yeah. Last time I did it, I was a freshman in college. So, so three years ago and I was 200 pounds, so 10 pounds heavier than I am right now. I was like, I mean, I'm happy if I can hit four, over 400 pounds and did a lot better than that. So I was uh, super pumped to see that on the leaderboard, but yeah, I mean, the whole first day got me nervous. Uh, I wouldn't say I was like, there are first day weaknesses, but I know I put a lot of work on that. And then going into the second day, I was like, if these workouts popped up in my training, I'd be really excited for them. And that was kind of my mindset going to the second day. Like, dude, I would have fun with these workouts, even if it wasn't the CrossFit game. So 
I was like, let's just go out and, and, and attack them. And that was the second day I was really looking forward to. I mean, um, I really like kind of getting outside the gym, doing a lot of like different stuff, so, like overhead squats, burpees, and running on a track. Like you don't see that every day in your gym. Freestanding handstand hold, like that's new. And then like GHDs, a different rope. We saw that at Granite Games, which was a uh, pretty cool and then uh heavy cleans i was like this doesn't get much better for a final day of competition so i was super fired up going on the last day yeah that that last day i really like the programming on that last day of competition a lot um you know the idea of doing a, a games version of nancy which is literally twice as heavy as like a regular <laughs> is is like it is the most games way of making that workout exist like let's make it twice as heavy and you're doing burpees too suck it games <laughs> athletes <laughs> workout got nasty too but it was it was a good name for it <laughs> absolutely and so now you find yourself you know it's like a fresh slate uh points are reset you're going into a weekend of like an unknown number of events probably something like a dozen or 13 it's like games ish number of events right you're it's only you and four other male competitors like this is going to be huge i mean this is this is really going to be huge it's going to be a very cool opportunity from uh, like a competitive standpoint because you get to be in the same physical um, and like mental headspace as like everybody else. So you can kind of get a really good read on who your competitors are. And also from like a professional standpoint, it's huge because there's no one else to pay attention to. It's not, it's not like there's going to be multiple heats where someone could like fade into the background. I mean, you are going to be standing there next to Matt Fraser for a week. So that's, that's a pretty yeah. place to be. Uh, you know, how are, how are you feeling? I mean, we, we don't have very much time between now and the start of that, that finals. Yeah, man, the time is flying by quick right now. I'm just like, dude, in like, like two and a half weeks, I'm going to be like going to California, like to get ready for the competition. So, um, definitely just got to like stay buckled down to training, but going to the top five with, with those people, it's going to be like so awesome. I mean, I never like personally like met any of the guys in the top five. I competed with Noah at uh, Wadapalooza, I think like two years ago, but I didn't really have a conversation with them, but they're all over social media. I mean, I follow all of them across the games, post them. So I feel like I know them, even though I've never met them, but uh, I'm super fired up. I've always wanted to make the games because they always do those crazy type workouts that you're never going to see. They bring out like the snail, the pig, like the plow, like all this crazy stuff, make you do these crazy ruck runs. So I'm super fired up to like go in and kind of throw down all these like crazy workouts. I know Dave's got some stuff up his sleeve he's going to throw at us. So I'm super excited to see what he does. How long was it after the stage one wrapped until you were like back in the gym, like getting after it? Like, did you take a couple of days? Did you take a week? Like, or were you like, you know what? Like, ugh, give it a good stretch. Like, <laughs> let's get in there. It's Monday morning. No, dude, I was actually pretty sore after that weekend. I know on, on Sunday we went on a little like trail walk, I should say, walk run with like my family and stuff. On the downhills, I was like, <laughs> like holding people's backs like my legs were so wrecked but uh monday came around we started uh i did like started doing like active i did active recovery like 5k like at a really moderate pace so now it's kind of what monday and tuesday look like just trying to get in and move wednesday was my first day like back i did two sessions nothing too crazy but uh two sessions to kind of get like the volume back in took thursday as an active recovery day again and then Friday was just back at it full, full blow. So yeah, buddy, that's Heck awesome. Yeah. So how are you trying to prepare? I mean, 
you know, knowing that stage one is like gym stuff, you're, you're, you know, generally what the equipment was going to be like, it was basically going to be like the open plus something. And that's essentially what it was. It was like the open minus dumbbells plus a GHD. So now that we're going to, you know, Aromas, there's almost no way of knowing what is coming up. Uh, except for, like you said, those really cool, awesome outdoors, like un, un, uh, you know, replicatable workouts that you just can't do in the gym. How are you prepping for that? Yeah, you gotta get as prepared as you can for the unknowable. It's definitely not, not an easy task, but uh, they're kind of like thinking about like what Dave kind of did. Like this is stage one of the CrossFit Games and uh, the ranch is going to be stage two. It's not, wasn't like this was like a qualifier for it. So I think it's just going to be a continuation of what, we, uh, what we've seen. I know he's not going to probably retest some of the things that we saw. There's a lot of like short sprinty workouts. So I think uh, at the ranch, we're definitely going to see some like longer kind of like in that like 10, 15 minute like domain workouts. And definitely he hasn't tested anything really long. So um, I know we're just going to kind of get out of our comfort zone. So just in the next three weeks, we're just trying to just get as fit as we can and, and get like test all that odd object stuff. I think that's one of the, the tests that he hasn't been able to test so far. And with five guys and five girls, I mean, like, the list is endless of what he could do. I mean, what we were looking at way back or like a couple months ago where it was like 30 guys and 30 girls and we're like, they can do so much. Like, like there's no other divisions. Like it's supposed to be 150. Now it's down to 30. And I'm like, now it's down to five and five. I'm like, they can put us in the sprinter van and take us wherever they want. Like, uh, <laughs> the, the list is endless. I, uh, I'm definitely expecting some twists, but, um, it's going to be really cool. They could just, they, they literally could put you in like a sprinter could himself drive the entire field, the competitive field out off the, off the ranch somewhere else. Somewhere. Yeah. Anywhere. So <laughs> it's, uh, the, the list is like really endless. It's, uh, I don't think anybody's going to guess what he has in store for us, but just, just keep getting fit as you can for the next three or four weeks. And that's kind of the plan. I, I won't I won't ask you if there's anything you don't want to see because you know you don't want to put that juju into the universe. But what, <laughs> yeah. what do you want to see? I mean, nothing too specific. I mean, like I've just been saying, I mean, I've uh, I went and volunteered at the games in 2015. Uh, and that was kind of like what like sparked like that kind of like desire to like one day uh, try to compete there and just like seeing all that stuff you don't get to do in your gym. I mean, like I said, when you see like the snail and the pig, like no one has that equipment in their gym and kind of go out there and get presented with like an obstacle that we've never seen before. And it's kind of got to like use our fitness and our athleticism to our advantage to try to like figure this out and, uh, and get it like a good placing in it has been like something I've really wanted to see. I mean, they've always done so many cool events, like, uh, when they like carried the dummy, like, uh, uh with the, the weight vest and the obstacle courses and, and all that stuff. So I'm really hoping, uh, we see something just really different like that thrown at us. Cause I mean, just the workouts like that, just get you excited. Yeah. Those are, those are yeah. Yeah. Fran and a one K row doesn't get you too pumped up, but <laughs> uh, all this other stuff I'm definitely gonna be fired up for. Yeah. There, there's there, you know, the, if you look at like the, to me, some of the coolest CrossFit Games events were those kind of like uh, outdoor, longer events. Like to this day, I think the Burden Run is is still one of my favorite workouts. Like 
you know, it's, it's, it's two miles. It's like, it's like two mile run. And then you flip the pig down the field and you carry a log into the tennis, into the soccer stadium. And then you like pull a sled the rest of the way. It's just, there's nothing that isn't badass about all yes. the portions. And yes. to me, by the way, like I have a list, I have like a running list of events that I think would do well at the ranch. And I think burden run is like burden run 2.0 would be killer at the ranch it would be so perfect so i'm just gonna go ahead and call it right now <laughs> burden run 2.0 shows up at, at the ranch but uh yeah man dude that's that is so cool you know i think i think there's a a good opportunity here in the sense that one you're a rookie so people don't know you and you get to sort of set the tone right off the bat and by not just you didn't like squeak into the top five i mean it was it was basically, you know, Matt and Noah, head and shoulders, like just locked in from the start. Like they just did really well based off of like all the events. Like I don't think anything went against them. And then it was four and five were like kind of fighting the entire time. But like once you entered the top five, like you never let go of your spot. You got in there, you held on. And I think that's a really cool way of sort of introducing yourself to like the CrossFit fandom at large. You're like, hey guys this isn't an accident. Check it out. I've got this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely something I wanted to kind of make known. I mean, I know I qualified through the field 150 and kind of people are like, Oh, like where'd this kid come from? And, and, and kind of like wonder if it was a fluke or not. So kind of putting my head down until the games, I wanted to make sure like people knew that like, like wasn't a fluke. Like I, I like I, I, my goal is to be back here like year after year and, uh, and just compete against the best. So, um, yeah, with top five, I'm hoping I can do that same thing in in another couple of weeks. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I guess I guess the last question I have about you know prepping for this like unknown version of the CrossFit Games is like, do you know anything about where you're going to be staying? Are they providing that for you guys? Like, do you have to stay sequestered inside of some sort of bubble like the NBA, or or is that still unknown for you? Yeah, I mean, they talked about that a while ago when it was uh, 30 male, 30 female, like when we were going to go, but uh, kind of since stage one's happened, we haven't really heard anything. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like what, what they uh, said beforehand, but um, yeah, no, we, we haven't really heard much. I mean, I, I'd assume it's at the ranch. I hope it is. My, my whole family, like we live like an hour and a half, two hours away from that area. So uh, yeah, my plan is just kind of head down there and hopefully we hear something soon. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I have no idea like what's in store. I know we have the dates. We don't know if that's uh, like competition dates, if like the first date is check-in date or or whatever. But um, yeah, hopefully we get some information here soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, it's literally two weeks away, so hopefully we get some information soon. Oh man, uh, do you have like do you have like a book you're like bringing like a you know the the, the Harry Potter series with you or something so that you can like keep your mind off the off the competition when you're not on the floor or, or are you just like you're just like ready to get after it? Dude, ready to get after it. Honestly, in between workouts, you can expect me to be sleeping. I will be taking a nap, just kind of posting up in my corner. That's uh, that, that's what will be going on. <laughs> that is uh, that's the most wrestling thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> that right there, that right there is like the nail in the wrestling coffin. Like sleeping between between matches in like a weekend long tournament. That's exactly it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justin, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to to talk to us. Like, you know, if people want to uh, want to like follow along with, uh, you know, watching you compete or or trying to follow along on your training and stuff, like, what's the best way of doing that? Like, what's your social media stuff? 
Yeah, man, I'm, uh, haven't been too much on social media too much, but, uh, my Instagram is Justin Medeiros34. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, and that's kind of the best way to go about it right now. Any, uh, new updates will be thrown up on there. So, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, follow that account and, uh, we'll definitely have some cool stuff coming for you. We actually had a, um, I wasn't too keen on it when we started, but, uh, throughout the weekend, since it was my first games experience, my coach has, uh, he's been to the games 10 times, uh, on a team and, he wanted to make this uh this first games experience something that I could remember. So we uh hired a videographer to kind of document the weekend, which was pretty sweet. When he first said, "I'm like, my, I don't know if you want to get a videographer for someone that's going to get 25th at the games," but uh, I'm super pumped that he did it. And uh, on my Instagram, I have a little intro video up, and uh, he's putting together a, a documentary. I think it's going to be kind of around like 30 minutes of uh, kind of like what my first stage one of the games was about. So. Uh, yeah, stay tuned on my social media, and I'll be posting that up here in a couple of weeks before the games get started. Hell yeah, man. Oh, uh, one last thing that just popped in my head. Have you reached out to any of the games veterans that, like, didn't make it to ask them sort of what to expect or, or you know, I mean, obviously, Adam has so much experience competing at the CrossFit Games. You can lean on that a ton. But I, I, I wonder, is there is there any value to, like, reaching out to, like, a Fakowski or a Vellner and being like, hey, guys you know, help me out here a little bit, you know, what, what should I expect at the ranch or what was it like when you guys competed there? You know, what, what can I learn type situation? Yeah. I haven't reached out to any of them specifically, but like the CrossFit community is so awesome. Those guys reached out to me. I didn't have to like reach out to them and they all like told me congratulations and, uh, and wish me the best. And, and hopefully we can like kind of get together and throw down like, uh, after the games. But, uh, it was so cool kind of getting in, like you said, like, uh, we had a lot of athlete meetings and stuff leading up to the game, just kind of with everything been going on and getting to really know, um, like all these like veterans that I've watched on like TV pretty much like the past, like an idolized the past four or five years has been, uh, really cool. And then they, I mean, from what I've experienced so far, all those guys are just who they are on uh, social media and, and, and on TV. So it was just really cool having them like reach out and just kind of, see how pumped they were for me. And uh, I'm just really excited to get, get to know uh, more of those guys when you go to the ranch. Fantastic, man. Well, congratulations again and good luck out there, Justin. I, I, I am very much looking forward to seeing what you do in the field out there. It's going to be awesome. Dude, thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs>